0: And we have we have two more of your songs to yeah. pull
1: up. Uh, the next one I want to
0: pull up is the Hey the
1: yeah. Hey Hey Hey. That song, so Lady Liberty is actually a samba to a mamba. So our yeah our, our drummer is like an Afro Cuban rhythm, like he knows yeah. all the stuff. So he's like, we should do an actual samba into an actual mamba. And the album that we're working on now, so I have a, we have I have an album that we're working on now, and um, we actually put Lady Liberty on it again, but we did it as like a live. Kind of song, a, like a live version, mm-hmm. but then we hired a Kunga player to do like mm-hmm. the Kunga parts, and then we put like Cowbell and stuff in it. So, like, it's, a, it's gonna be a re release on that album, but it's gonna be the last track on that album. And it, we just felt it needed the extra percussion because of how much we love that song. And, and that's one of the songs that people, like, I, you know, they still ask me to, to play that. You know, they're like, hey, play Lady Liberty, play Lady Liberty, play Lady Liberty. I hear it all the time. Because they love they just love that it's not it's not your traditional you know four four like right. singer songwriter song it's yeah it's got it's got some groove it's got some sass
0: yeah it's got it was from, from what i was listening to while we were talking it's it was sound it's it's a shame sometimes because sometimes i want to listen to music other times oh, gonna, yeah. i want to add the i got ca- small conversations um but uh yeah. So the Hey 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 is kinda of the full force into the Mamba s- Samba?
1: No, so hey so that's Lady of Liberty. Oh, okay, Hey gotcha. Hey is a funk tune. Um so the band me, it was me. Who who played on the song? It was me and Dustin again. It was me, Dustin. Who did bass on this song? I'm trying to think. I think it was. I think it was all. I think it was still Brendan who did the bass on this. I could be wrong. Could have been Bobby, but I think it was Brendan. Um, yeah. So we we had won a, a competition with uh, Susquehanna Folk Music Society. Mm. We would won like a singer, a folk singer songwriter competition. And uh, because Aaron played for the American Music Theater, I'm like, hey man, we got studio time. Want to write some horn parts? <laughs> so him and the American Music Theater guys wrote the horn parts. We didn't tell him we were coming in. And then we're like, hey, like, so I brought in all these horn guys, and they're like, we have to do this song in eight hours. I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll get it done. <laughs> and then at the end of the song, I wanted to do, like, a big gang vocal. Like, I wanted to do, like, a thing where I was, like, yelling, kind of, not yelling, but, like, right. yelling over top of the vocal, and they're like, this isn't going to work. So I had us all stand in a room in a, a circle around the microphone, and we all yelled in there, like, this isn't going to work. And then it sounded awesome. <laughs> so that's kind of me breaking rules, you know, like, this isn't going to work, and I'm like, Trying to listen to the professionals. I'm also like, bro, like, hear me, like, humor me.
0: Try, yeah, try. So we did Let's it, and try. I really
1: liked it. Um, but Hey, 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 we did it Think Loud Studios, which is Chad Taylor from Live. It's their studios. And uh, Dan Meyer uh, did the producing on this. And Dan Meyer, I ended up actually working. I gave you an exclusive with Lighten Up, which is the third mm-hmm. song. Um, but that's a song that we did in my studio, and Dan came over and helped me produce that acoustic track. So, I'm still working on it I'm gonna add like probably snare and stuff to that, but hey, hey, hey is uh Dan Myers producing over there at think Loud Studios. We did an eight hours full horn section, and uh Aaron has a cool clove solo right in the right right after yeah. the first verse. so it it gets in pretty quick so
0: awesome so here's the hey, hey, hey from Justin Angelo.
2: can't you relax it's driving me insane look me in the eye won't you just a i
0: Dude, that was awesome! I love horns. Yeah. I can't, I can't get over enough the the my love of horns and a good. And it's it's just funk, but it's it's yeah. just it's just the the tone, the quality, and oh my gosh, was that awesome!
1: Yeah, that's that's I mean, that's what happens when you get the the people who working at the American Music Theater to write some stuff out with your players, and you know they know what they're doing. Is you know it's killer horn section. I'm a big fan of horns. I mean when I, when I see Dave Matthews, I love seeing Dave Matthews in the full horn section. I've seen him acoustic, you know, but I love the full horn section and you know, my logo, the, my logo, my actual like cursive LA script logo. Um, when I gave it to Adam Serrano, he's the, my artwork guy. So he does a lot of Lancaster artwork and he's big in the art community. Real, real, like an actual artist, artist, you know? Um, but he went to design school and stuff and, I just told him like hey man i want a, I want an l a script I want something that looks like the Chicago logo mm. you know and and he and he gave me a whole i have a i have a screenshot of the sheet of all the logos he gave me and that I was like it's this one you know so my logo is actually an homage to you know Chicago oh, yeah. which is i all horn based right you I, know so I, yeah, I I come right from there
0: oh my goodness
1: so I love the horns, but that's a different song you know whereas lady Liberty is more of like a uh, you know, Latin samba, yeah. mamba. This is more of like a party funk song. Yeah. So I, I don't like I don't like being boxed in that much. But here's the thing: is like you know, you want a funk song, we'll write a funk song. You want to, you know, you want a Latin song, we'll write a Latin song. You want And the thing we just cut over there at Think Loud that's gonna come out in a little bit. Um, thing we did with Grant is actually a like a country bluegrass Americana sound. So I'm I'm kind of reaching from across the board. The last one I gave you, um, which was produced by Dan Mayer. Um, he's the one who worked on Hey Hey. I pulled him into my studio um, when I had a home when I had a, my home studio in Pennsylvania, and I brought him over because I really liked his ear. I liked what he heard. I liked what he I like what he brought out of his, the mix and the EQ and stuff. It's like, hey man, why don't you run the board while I you know perform the song? And so this one uh, hasn't been played. Um, I'm looking for a beer company. I wanna I wanna do a beer company where I do like a like the Brown Eyes Brown Ale or the Brown eyes, Porter or something, mm-hmm. stout. I think that would be really cool. So I'm actively looking for that. I'll probably add some cello, um, maybe some upright bass. Maybe I'll add like a a little like light percussion, but nothing super crazy. But this is made to be like an acoustic sound, and you know, it's all about uh, you know, admiration for a person that you admire. So
0: cool, man. Yeah. With, with that said, this is brown eyed, brown eyes. Yeah, brown eyes. Brown yeah. eyes by Justin Angelo.
2: Brown eyes, oh, how they lead me in to this place that I have never been. Calm and cared for, I can feel your love. I'm a better person when I'm in your clutch. I don't wanna pry, I don't wanna force, I just adore the sound of your voice. Throw me a smile, just one wish Got a feeling it doesn't get better than this Can't explain how I know But I've heard of other tales that show Why my heart won't leave me be Brown eyes, don't look away from me Brown eyes, don't look away from me Powers to your touch, my entire body can feel the rush. When you've gone, I'm not sure what to do, Cause all my mind does is lead back to you. But I don't want to cry, I don't want to force I just adore the sound of your voice Throw me a smile, just one wish I know I don't want to let go of this Can't explain how I know But I've heard of other tales that show Why my heart won't leave me be Brown eyes don't look away from me Brown eyes don't look away from me text and now I'm tossed about Every moment it gets better no doubt Not sure where all of this will lead So won't you mean it in Kiss me Cause I don't wanna cry I don't wanna force I just adore the sound of your voice Throw me a smile Just one wish If it's you you know I can't resist I can't explain How I know But I've heard of other tales that show Why my heart won't leave me be Brown eyes don't look away from me Brown eyes don't look away
0: from me. Brown eyes don't look away from me. And that was Brown Eyes by Justin Angelo. that it, percussion wise, I feel like it'd be pretty good as like some Glockenspiel.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, like maybe like a wood block, maybe like a really light, like uh maybe a light snare, like a like a um
0: Maybe like a cajon to be. Yeah. A little bit of a yeah, your,
1: your I, I, I kind of stay away from the cajon because Jamie's so good at doing like the djembe and stuff like that. So I'd rather use like something that's a more percussive instrument, you know, because mm-hmm. I feel like Cajones sound good in person, but I don't feel like they translate well to a recording. Mm. But if somebody has a good cajon recording, please send it my way. I'd love I'd love to be proven wrong. Right. <laughs> you <know, I'd> love <laughs> Yeah.
0: Um, well, with that said, we're kind of we're rounding out our time on the radio. Uh, if you want to follow Justin Angelo, where can they find you?
1: Yeah, you can find me at uh, j- www.justinangelomusic.com. Um, you guys can find me on Facebook or Instagram or, you know, these other social media sites, Spotify, Apple Music, under Justin Angelo Music. Um, and then we have a show tomorrow night over at the Mount Gretna Hideaway. Me and uh, James and Jamie are going to do a little... Acoustic Trio over there at Mount Grunewald Hideaway from eight to eleven p.m. Friday night. Mm-hmm. So that'd be the first.
0: And is that all you have left in Lancaster?
1: Yep. That's uh. Yeah, we did one pop up show over at Five Fifty One. Now we're doing this last one at Mount Grunewald Hideaway, which is a place I used to play quite often. So it'll be great for me to play in another comfortable environment. And uh, yeah, then I think I'm gonna call it until next time I come up.
0: Cool, man. Um, uh, do you have any album release? uh any of that scheduled out yet or yeah
1: nothing really scheduled we we just cut that single with atrium so we're in the we're in the mixing process now all the tracking is pretty much done so we're just in the mixing process and then you know i gotta think about artwork and merch and stuff and get all that stuff ready and then when it's all ready i'll start doing promo promo for that and then i have a i think we have a 10 song album that i'm working on it's almost done i'm Pretty much at the late mixing stages. And Once I send it out, to, I'm gonna send it out to Europe to be mastered, and then it's gonna oh. come back. There's a guy that I that I think can do a really good job. So I'm gonna send it out to over there, and then over there, and, over there, and then <laughs> they'll send it back, and we'll,
0: we'll hey, go from there. If you want to uh, find Dutch D'Angelo, listen to more of his music. Um, and by the way, that was the the Brown Eyes. That's gonna be different when you, the next time you hear it, the next time it's released. Yeah. So. Be sure to check him out, uh, like you said, Instagram at Justin Angelo Music, and that's all of his streaming platforms, mm-hmm. uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Google, whatever you use, there's so many nowadays, yeah. uh, Facebook, Justin Angelo, singer-songwriter, you can, if you like this episode and want to support what we do here at The Story Podcast, please do be sure to, I wish I could speak, please be sure to <laughs> share and like and follow, it really does help me out, the best, uh, the best growth is organic growth, for sure. And if you really do enjoy uh, what I do and are excited for upcoming upcoming guests and projects, please do be sure to follow us at, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Story Corey Rosen. That's C O R Y R O S E N. You can also search up The Story Corey Rosen on all streaming platforms to listen to us there. Uh, well, I, my mind went blank. <laughs> if you really want to support us, you can. Uh, Help message me about merchandise. We have stickers and we have hoodies with the the logo on the front and the first 50 guests, including Mr. Justin, on the back. With all that said, we're going to get the radio back to the radio. We're going to continue on with our conversation on Facebook Live. All right. So tell me about the process of writing your music, uh, the promotional stuff and all that jazz that goes into that.
1: Yeah, so I think um the songwriting process for me is uh, i feel like my don't, my songs don't get written quickly. Um and I don't mean that like I don't like cuz I write like every day. So mm. I'm sifting through like all of the songs. Like you know, I I want to have 25 songs and I want to find the best 3, you know. And then I those are the ones I want to put like the real time into. My songwriting process uh Sometimes it starts with, like, a vocal thing. You know, sometimes it'll be
2: like... "Mm
1: And I start messing around, like, do I want to hear that on the piano? Do I want to hear that on the guitar? Do I want the vocal to do that? Do I want the bass to do that? Like, Mm -hmm. I I start thinking about these things, and, you know, I experiment and throw it into my Pro Tools and see, like, do I like this? Do I like that? And then uh, once I kind of have the melody lines and where everything's going to go, and I try to, like, write... Like the verses and the choruses, so they go really well together. And then I later try to write a bridge that goes to a good place and can still come back without getting boring or without being just like filler noise. So the songwriting process is very—I take it very seriously. I want—I want everything to feel good. I want it to, to like feel right. If I—if it feels right and I can go away going, that's—that's that's a competent song. I can, you know, I can send that out. If I feel good about that, it doesn't really matter to me. If somebody else doesn't really like it. Mm-hmm. You know, because like it, that's a matter of personal taste,
0: right? And all music is subjective anyway. So but yeah,
1: the promotion thing's interesting. I always like to, I like to kind of work from where the song's at. You know, so something like, you know, something like Hey Hey, like the way I approached it, I was like, all right, man, we got kind of like a party song. It's got horns in it. It feels like very New Orleans noir to me. Mm-hmm. So the, so I was over up in Centralia, and I take photos with like a nice Nikon. And so I was out there, and I saw up, like, I was up there before they, like, you know, ripped it all apart or whatever. And that's where all, they have all the graffiti on the road. So I was out there, and I took a picture of the JAB thing, because I was like, that's Justin an Angelo band. So I took a picture of that, and then I was like, all right, well, let me do, like, some, let me go to, like, com and find a cool, like, mm. urban newspaper patch font. And I found that. And then I put that together and then I, I sent it to my art guy, I sent it to Adam, and Adam did a little color wash on it. And then that's what it was. I wanted it to be like an urban kind of graffiti kind of setting because it's like, that's what you would see if you walk through like New Orleans. You would see like that earthy mm. noir, like, you know, poster with cut up letters, something cool, like, a you know, we're going to go check out this back alley show, you know? Right. That's what I wanted for that, you know? Whereas like Lady Liberty, you know, the album for that was just me you know, with a photo by my photographer, James Giffen. Um, and he, I was like, hey, man, I want something where I'm like sitting there with my face on the cover. I wanted to wear a nice leather jacket. I wanted to have, you know, I want to have the rocker look, but I wanted it to be the acoustic guitar to kind of like separate myself from that. So that's how the album artwork came for that. And for, uh, for, the, for the album that Brown Eyes is going to be on, I just went with a straight like, hey, how do we make like, the name of the band, like how do we turn that into like its own artwork and separate it from the logo, you know? Mm -hmm. Because it's cool to have like a band logo and, you know, you could easily just put that on a thing in the center, small, and it would look great. But I wanted to kind of take a more artistic approach, like, hey, this is our band, but, you know, this is the album cover for this, so it's in a different font. And that's what I wanted to do, so I got that back, and then I decide like, you know, what kind of merch I want to put out. Do I want a T-shirt? Do I want a hoodie? Do I want a cup? Do I want a lighter? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what are we gonna put this on? What's it gonna look good on? So I start thinking about those things, you know? And then uh, I use Printful for all that. So I send the album in, I send the artwork in, and then I design what I want, and I figure out the quality of the thing I want. And then after that's ready, I just leave it sit. I make sure it's connected to my Venmo or whatever. I use Squarespace for my website. So I link it to my website. I figure out how to do that. Watch these, you know, 12 year old kids on YouTube teaching me how to do stuff. Mm hmm. And uh, then once that's all done, then I go, okay, well, we need at least, you know, I'll go like, okay, well, how, like when someone comes to the Giant Center, how long away do they promote that? You know, how long, how long away do they promote a show versus like promoting a release? Like I, you know, I like John Mayer, so I'll just go back and go, okay, well, when did John Mayer release his album? When did he tease it? When did he release this? And I like, I'll write out that timeline and go, okay, well, he did this and then. Four weeks later, he did this, and then he did two weeks, and then one week, and then five days, and then whatever. And so I'll try to follow that. So then I try to create content for each of those things to happen. And then I'll promote it myself and release it, and then that goes out to you guys from there. So that's kind of how my process is, you know. I really, it's easy for me to write songs because I play so much. You know, and I'm also a very creative person. I don't spend a lot of time, like, learning exactly how somebody writes, like, a cover of Rush or something, you know, so... Mm -hmm. I'm not really learning how other people write music. I'm learning how I write music. So that makes it easier for me to write music because I'm not trying to cover stuff. I do renditions. You know, I'll take something and pull it out of the key and not do the same thing but keep the same melody and it and it works for people.
0: Right. It I love when people like reharmonize uh yeah. pops. have you ever heard uh Adam Neely's rendition of Adele's Hello? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, Hello. I love that one. Yeah, That's, definitely. It's great. Um, something I really wanted to get into because it's, it's it's an exercise in composition for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, I did that for Silent Night, and that was a challenging piece because I'm not a vocal writer at all.
1: Well, there's a there's a thing on YouTube. If you're interested in this stuff, there's a thing on YouTube where they uh they do the um. It's
0: not postmodern it? juice boxes. No,
1: no, no. Yeah. Postmodern juice is great. Yeah, they're great. They're awesome. But um, I'm talking about there's a guy online who did the national anthem, but he recomposed it to be in minor. So it's pretty sweet. <laughs> so like that stuff gets kind of cool for me. Right, like, that's weird. You right, know?
0: yeah, the the weird stuff that yeah. you make, you turn something and they make it like happy birthday, but creepy.
1: Postmodern, yeah. Po- postmodern jukebox did a uh, Pokemon, uh, a Pokemon. They did the Pokemon theme song really in like a jazz noir. Oh, it's awesome.
0: Dude, I I can't shout out Postmodern Jukebox enough for yeah, like they're, all, they're so much inspiration. Yeah, they're great. Um, so does how how do you fi- – finances right mm-hmm. is this your full time job yeah how how do you work out a uh, budget how do you budget for yourself
1: well it was, i don't know it was different like when i was in when i was in pennsylvania you know i would just you know figure out what my rent was figure out what my average expenses were and i would just try to go okay well i need to make at least that so how do i split that up so it's even So if I ask, like, a venue, like, hey, can you pay me this much? Like, how many gigs do I have to play in order for that to be the minimum? And then I go, okay, and then I just try to find the venues that will work with me and support with me on on my budget and what I'm looking for. And, you know, I feel like when you first get into it, you kind of have to be at the mercy of, like, the people and what they have budgeted for their music program because they're running a business and you are not. But once you're kind of in the position where you're running your own business. When I moved to Key West and there was a lot more gigs and close quarters and I wasn't spending as much money on gas or as much time Mm -hmm. traveling, I feel like I could make more money in a day. So it's a little bit different budgeting that. It's also more expensive there. Uh, So it's also similar, you know. But I feel like I'm very fortunate to be smart enough to be able to budget for the things that I want versus the things that I need versus the things that I require for business. I feel like you really just have to take time to Develop that, you know, and I do it with small things. I go, well, hey man, like when you get a hundred dollars, let's just say you have to have a hundred dollars. Like I'll do test. Let's do a test, okay? I I have to. I have to live off of a hundred dollars for four days. Try to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, try to do it for three days. Try to do it for six days. You know, and then you start, you know, getting an idea of where you want to budget your your time and your money.
0: Right, it's something I've been having to deal with because I've had a lot of everybody. Well, yeah, everybody has to deal with it at some point. But uh, these past few weeks, I've been really strapped for for cash uh, because there's just a multitude of things that just went wrong well, at, side, all at once. Side
1: hustles are getting more popular, man. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and uh, it's definitely if you can live off of. I've been having to live off of ten dollars for a, a while now, and it's it's hard but oh, yeah. it's possible. Well, experiment with 100 because it gives you, it some, gives leeway you some leeway in the first... Well, I didn't yeah. have a choice. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Sometimes you just don't have that choice, but it's it's good to know how to live with a, a little amount of money because, yeah. uh, it, and especially in the culture now, it's, it's mm-hmm. spend, spend, spend. I always have to have the, the grind, always get yeah. that more, more money because I have to spend it on this new product or whatever. Right, right, right. Um, so it's, it's, especially when things get rough, it's yeah. really good to know. Uh, well, that's that,
1: the one versus need thing, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. when I try to, when I do spend, you know, if I am going to spend in excess, I try to make it something that will either return a mm-hmm. portion of that money or something that will that'll prove worth it long term. Investment, you know? yeah, yeah. Like I, tr- I try to be careful with that, you know, because you know, I, I like if you need a new pair of shoes, you need a new pair of shoes. That's right. But maybe you don't need a new pair of Jordans. You know right. what I mean it's you have to budget your time and 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 the same and i would i would argue that the time aspect of it is more important because you're always going to have you're always going have like a situation where if you're motivated you'll find work and if yes. you find work in whatever your field is you'll have money
2: mm-hmm.
1: but you won't have more time mm-hmm. and I feel like that's something I feel like I budget my time more than I budget my money, especially with social media you do. Oh, for sure. You know, you, I don't want to be sitting around for half an hour mindlessly scrolling. You know, I I set a ten minute alarm on my phone when I when I go on break at a show. I set my ten minute alarm on I me mean, on my watch. Set my ten minute alarm on, and then when it goes off, I'm done and I go back to the show. Same thing with social media. Fifteen, twenty minutes, whatever. That's as much as I'm willing to give it consciously. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you don't do that, you'll just man, an hour went by. I'm running late, and that's right. that's your fault. Yeah, that that falls into the professionalism world for me. You know, if I can i can keep a, a handle on it in my personal life it's much easier to keep a handle on it in my professional
0: life you yeah know? and that's and that's half the battle is to have control over yourself yeah yeah so getting some uh more of the more traditional questions that i like to ask what are some uh mistakes that maybe you have made or you've seen other people make that you can speak to and like help other people upcoming people avoid
1: um i think a big thing is uh It seems, it seems like, seems, you know, kind of purposeless, but I think the way you dress really matters. You know, if you walk into a place wearing a tank top, you know, and and baggy jeans and you're not wearing a belt, I could see why somebody wouldn't respond to your message. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you walk in there just wearing, like, nice jeans, no rips, not new shoes, but nice shoes, you know, not like paint covered, not like your work boots, you know, the way you present yourself to people and the way you dress it, it matters to them it does it know? really does um the other thing i would say is that i think i try to tell people to you know with whatever you're doing like and it's different for me because now i'm in different positions you know like it's easy for me to go it's easier for me to, me to make you know recording with the band at rock lit it's, it's easy for me to make that look cool Mm-hmm. You know, but it's a little less hard for you to make like, hey, man, I was practicing this song in my bedroom. I want to know what y'all think. It's hard to make that look cool to people who don't think it's cool. So that's the thing is I, I would I would advocate for people to be honest about what they're doing in the music world. And even more importantly, to be humble about it. Because that's the thing. I I didn't get to playing full time, you know, be, thinking I was the best. Mm-hmm. I got there because I was the easiest to work with. You know, I was the person that they wanted to call. I was the person they wanted to give the position because I'm easy to work with and I I work with them with what they're trying to do, not with what I'm trying to do. So I think that's something. I also think that, you know, there's a time and place for celebrations and there's a time and place to go, hey, we had a really good night. Let's not brag about this. Let's just enjoy it. You know, let's enjoy it and be grateful that it happened. You know, and and I would urge people to be more like that in the world because I think I think people who are in tougher positions would respect that more. You know, Mm -hmm. and I think if you really want to reach the kind of everyday household name populace, you have to be mindful of what their day is like, not just your own. You know, hey, I'm in Key West and it's awesome, and I'm right. around all this cool people. And you know, I don't want to make people feel bad. I want people to support me because they they liked my music. I don't want people to support me because I live like Justin Bieber on a tour bus. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want real, authentic connections with people.
0: Yeah, it's it's all hunky dory to be like, well, I run this podcast and I have all these great people on, but it's yeah, it, it's 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 a balance for sure. Right, I, and um. I've caught myself a lot. Of course, I, I like I love to discuss like because I'm excited. Yeah. But to other people comes across as bragging sometimes.
1: Well, it, that's also depending on the person.
0: It is also yeah, it's also depending on the person. But I, I I I do have to realize that you know not everybody is just not everybody wants to hear right all the things you're doing. Yeah, it's filling out the room. It's yeah, it's filling yeah. out the room for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, and I I encourage people to call me and ask me questions all the time. Like I'm in town. I have a buddy who wants to get into country. He's like, Hey man, do you mind if like you play a little guitar and I just sing over it? Just, could you give me a couple pointers? I'll do that. I'm not mm-hmm. above that. You know, my buddy's like, Hey, I could use some guitar on this little track. And I'm like an alternative artist. I know it's not your genre, but I like what you write. I'm like, All right, I'll take a shot at it. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, I mean, that's the kind of thing is I, I want people to grow and, and succeed and, you know, I, I tell people to hit me up all the time. I'm like, hey, man, if you, need, if you need a second opinion, shoot me a message on Facebook. Call me. Like, I go through my message requests. Just because you're not my friend on Facebook doesn't mean I won't see your message. I'll absolutely mm-hmm. see your message. Like, Liam Galliano messaged me once. I'm like, what do you think about my business card? And I just told him what I felt, and he was grateful for that. But he trusted me enough to believe that I had good insight. Mm-hmm. I thought what he had was great, and I told him that, and that's what he went with. You know? But sometimes having that extra piece of, oh, hey, someone, this person, I respect this person, and they like it, so I like that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people need that. Yeah. And I want to be that person. I don't want to be the guy who's like, what are you talking about, bro? You should be using nerd, because ner- ner-, ner-, ner, ner, is the best. I don't care what's the best. I care what works for your brand.
0: Right, right. It's not, it's not what it, What works best for me. It's what works best for you. Well, exactly. That, that really needs to be pushed.
1: Yeah, Everything's an individual. everything is an individual discussion. You so, know,
0: yeah. So, what is one thing that you know now that you wish you had known when you first started?
1: Uh, I wish I had known to slow down. Mm. You know, I feel like, and I feel like I did learn that with releasing music. You know, I like my first album a lot, but it's not it's not like what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wish I would have taken a little bit more time with it to kind of see the full range of it. But I feel like when people listen to that first album and then they listen to the stuff I'm doing now, I feel like all they're going to see is growth. So that's the thing that I can take home from it. But, but, you know, we all have situations. We all learn from different things. I mean, I've learned from other people's mistakes just from watching them do it. Mm-hmm. I watched somebody get, you know, too drunk at a show and I'm like, I learned that lesson for them, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, not everything is is personally related to my mistakes, Right, you know i try to I try to just observe what's happening in the system and and a lot of the time I go, well, why, why can't it be like this?" And then I go, "Well, how do I make this happen Mhm-, you know, so a
0: lot of it's that but and yeah that's that's the a lot of reason why I started the podcast because I want to see stuff happen, and yeah it's you oftentimes it is that you have to do it yourself sometimes, yeah. and that's what I decided to do. I'm like, you know what I want to see. The music theater company and the church and the Greek right. community come more together. Right, uh, it's not going to be nobody else that's going to do it. So right. uh, why not try? Right, and the, and if it fails, you know what? I tried. And if it works, you fill that void. If I, if if it works, I fill the void. That's right. Yeah,
1: and I, I feel like there's always room for that, you know. And I feel that way with music too. Like just because I don't necessarily, you know, like an artist. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not a huge fan of the Lumineers. Just that's me personally. But when I hear it, I go, you know what, though? There's definitely room in the spectrum for them. There's a place for them. Mm-hmm. And I respect that. And I respect people who like listening to them. You know, some of my friends listen to like, I don't know how you say it, it's like the Abbott brothers or the Abbott brothers or whoever. Um, like my buddy loves them and goes and sees them all the time. I like their music, I like their writing, but that's not, that's not something I would go and like see live. Mm. That's something I like to sit in a room and listen to like on nice speakers. But like to them, they're like, oh, seeing it live and doing that, there's the whole thing. I don't want to take that away from them. Mm-hmm. But I also, you know, have to be honest with myself. Like that's not my cup of tea. Right. But I still respect what they're doing, and okay. I love, I love that he's enthusiastic, and I love that he found something that he cares about, and I think that's the way it's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So, uh, what is some of the one of the funniest or worst things that happened to you on a gig?
1: Um, I had a drummer, uh, just get like. Stomach sick and throw up at a gig all over his drum set. Oh no!
0: Yeah. How how how'd you deal with that?
1: Um. Well, it wasn't me, so that well, made, that made it easier. <laughs>
0: that's fair.
1: <laughs> no, it was cool. Um. Fortunately, we had a pers we had a multi instrumentalist at the show, mm. so he just stopped playing one instrument and just started playing the drums.
0: Hopefully, with it all cleaned up though.
1: Well, you know, it took a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the bar, you know, luckily the bar didn't really know what was going on, so that's good because. You know, we had a lot of stuff, so you couldn't really see back right there so much. But yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we recovered from it pretty well. But um, yeah, nothing you could do. Like you didn't drink too much or nothing. It was just like a no. I you know, you had a thing, and a right. thing happened in the moment. I was like, "What do we do?" And I looked over at my base, and I'm like, "What do we do?" And you know, it's but yes. but yeah. But now that I look back on, it, I'm like, "Well, we I did the right thing. I didn't stop. You know, right?
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's...
2: It didn't stop."
0: The worst thing to do is, is to stop. Yeah. yeah and then, then you, because then you acknowledge, you're draw, okay, you're drawing attention. Problem. Yeah, you're drawing attention. Yeah, right. It's, if, even if you mess up, the worst thing you can do is stop. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you got to keep going. And Granted, or sometimes where it's warranted, you can stop a little, like, for like recitals if you're just right, off. Right, right,
1: Finish a song.
0: Finish the song. To the best of
1: your ability. Yep. Be a professional. Mm-hmm. Stop. Say you're taking five, ten minutes. Say, say you're taking Five minutes. Right, don't make the people in the the place leave, mm-hmm. Say so you're going on in five minutes, you pause it, you get them to throw the house on music on, and you work as quickly and as fast and professionally as you can right and if it's ten minutes, big deal
0: big deal right. you know
1: whatever you have to you have to you know leave room for for,
0: for human fin- error. yes exactly, yeah. Right. yeah.
1: It's, it's not gonna go. Uh, it's not the, gonna
0: go the way you want it to go, but it'll go the way it's supposed to go. Maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> it'll go somewhere. Which way? Yeah, it's gonna go somewhere always. This has been a lot of fun, man. Yeah, man.
1: Thank you for bringing me on, and I I appreciate you know all the, all the work and stuff behind the scenes that you did to help keep it on track. So thank you so much for that. Yeah,
0: man. No worries. Um, I'd love to have you on again. I'll see you in Key West. Maybe we'll put something together down there. Yeah, you know, hook up with. Yeah, we'll get we'll get you all hooked up down there. Yeah. With all that said, you can find Justin Angelo at his website. Justin Angelo, is it music.com? Justin Angelo, music.com? And that's where you can find, uh, I'll find him on Instagram, Justin Angelo Music. If you're ever in the Key West, definitely check him out. See, because he's got gigs all the time. I've heard that he's played nine hours, different gigs, or nine hours singing, nine hours a day. That's at least three different gigs? Yeah, three gigs. So it's nine and a half hours of playing and singing,
1: and then about... Maybe two or three hours of setup and tear down throughout the day. Oh my goodness, that's yeah. that's a lot. Yeah, it's a twelve, twelve to fourteen, sixteen hour day sometimes.
0: I'm sure it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's tons of fun. Uh, you can you can check him out down there. Definitely make sure you uh, check him out uh, if you like the show. Be sure to like and follow. You can follow us on Facebook.com forward slash the story Corey Rosen. That's where you will see all the upcoming guests, and as well as Instagram. That's the underscore story underscore podcast. You can check that. I nailed it that time. <laughs> I, I struggled <laughs> with that one for a while. Uh, you can check out check, check a up check us out there. I'm going to be building a website soon. Uh, you can, and from there, you'll, you'll be able to check out all the podcasts and our merchandise, which will be a stickers, uh, five-inch by two-inch stickers. They're really I think they're really cool. Um, no, I love
1: it. I, I, I like the company you picked.
0: Yeah, like, it's a uh, custom stickers. Uh, yeah. a sticker app.: I've used custom stickers before. I used Sticker Mule before. I, I like them all. They're all great. Yeah. They're all great. And uh, you can also get a, a hoodie from us. Um, you can message me on wherever you feel comfortable messaging me. I'll I'll hook you up with the hoodie with the logo on the front. 50, first 50 guests on the back. And with all that said, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Tomorrow, tune in tomorrow, we're going to have Sam Amelia, an awesome keyboardist around the area. That's going nice. to be 930 in the morning, a little bit earlier than, than this one. But... We'll, we'll get through it, and I hope you guys join us then. If not, I'll see you whenever I see you. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. See you guys. You guys have a good one.